Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Very excited to be here tonight. And I'm sitting here, I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm, I'm going through my notes and everything, and I'm looking around and I'm thinking... I didn't want, I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting something. We've been through this before. You guys have all heard this story, but I'm sitting there and I can't figure out what it was until right now. So you all know how I actually have like this, this horrendous fear of of speaking in public and radio is no different. You know, I don't don't care if I'm just sitting here talking into a mic. I know you guys are there. (laughs) I see the numbers. I know, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's real hard. And so I like to stick kind of, I like, have things prepared for the first part of the show because then it's easy for me to get through the first, you know, five, ten minutes. And if I do good at that, then I can exhale and, and I'm I'm great for the rest of the show. I have fun. But the first couple of minutes are always but so I, I write down things like, okay, what happened this week? What was cool? What can I talk about? What can I you know, so I kinda of have an outline to follow and I didn't write down what I was gonna tell you about at the beginning of the show or what it was I wanted to share with you. You know, kinda of like when Johnny Carson comes out at the beginning, when he come out at the beginning and just, you know, bullshit for a few minutes. So I usually have my bullshit lines and I didn't write those down. So this is we're we're, we're do like free versing my bullshit lines here. So yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you because I feel so much closer now and that yeah, I just it's off my chest, I'm good. All right. So we have some really, really fun things we are going to be doing tonight. I want to give you the phone number first if you'd like to call in and share. The number is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. If you'd like to call in and read or call in and, and uh, say hello, you can call into that number. And before we do that, before I get to our callers, we have some things we'd like to do at the beginning of the shows. And the first one is, is to let you know that if you are interested in doing a writer's workshop, you are invited to send, probably the easiest way would be to send me a message on to... Um, Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to put together. These can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long. We can do them live. They can be sent to me pre-recorded, or we can pre-record them together. Um, just, or it can be a combination of any of those things. Whatever you want to do, well, we can do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. The whole concept behind them is that we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn so you know if you want to talk about your favorite poet or your favorite poem or your you know uh, walk through an actual step-by-step process of creating a poem at the end you know an actual workshop type thing or you know whatever it is you want to do just let me know it's a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we are afforded to on here when we have callers waiting behind us. All right, so the next thing I want to do is I want to thank our sponsors, which I would do if I did not, if I didn't, if I knew where my list was. Where, did my, where the heck did my list go? It's always right here. 
ever since I couldn't find it the last time. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's always right here, except for the time I couldn't find it last time. I want to thank all of our sponsors. We love you guys so much for uh, being a part of this and, and helping us with our licensing fees for last year, for 2019. You guys were just amazing. Appreciate you so much. And, um, yeah, on behalf of everybody, everybody here in this community, you guys are amazing. Our heroes, yay. Next thing, all right. At the beginning of every show, if you're ever sitting there one night and you don't know what to write about, right? So, right? You know, yeah, just write, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, if you're ever sitting there and you just don't know what to write about, you can come back to our archives and pull up any of our shows within the first 10 minutes of the show. Uh, I give you work, uh, writing assignments and writing exercises and things like that for you to do. And so you can grab one of those and just go off and running with them. Alrighty, so I want to go ahead and do that. I'm going to start with your journal assignment. Now, your journal assignment, you should have a notebook, an actual journal, whatever it is that you like to write in, uh, and have that. I want you physically writing with paper and pen is what I'm saying. I don't want you to do this, a, a journal assignment on the computer, otherwise it would be called a computer assignment. It's a journal assignment or a notebook assignment. <laughs> All right. Your journal assignments, the things that you do in this are personal. It's kind of like your writing diary between you and your brain and your muse. And it's a place just to talk back and forth, to have an actual narrative with yourself in writing uh, in a safe place. All right. So, when you do when you do your exercises, I want it pen, paper, very intimate. No one's ever going to see them but you. You don't have to worry about someone reading them. You don't have to worry about writing pretty. This is where we get messy with our muses. Okay. So what we're working on or what we've been working on is free writing. And I kind of want to change that to just ramblings because free writing, there's a lot of pressure behind that. It's such a well-known cliche exercise in writing, but there's a reason it is. Things don't get to be a cliche. They don't get well-known. They don't get branded, right? We all know who leaves the light on for us. They don't get branded in people's brains. Yeah, unless you're doing, unless they work. Um, I totally forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> No one says them but you. That's what I was trying to say. And that was where we were going. So, um, yeah, just just a place for you and your brain to play. So don't worry about what you write in there. You know, just open up a page the, on your journal rambling or your journal assignments, journal ramblings. Uh, all you do is just you start at the top of the page. You start with this line. You write these words, and then you just keep going for about 10 minutes. And I don't care where you go. Just ramble. Just let it spill out on the table. Uh, so I want you to open up when you do your journal, I want you to open it up and I want you to start with the line, start with the line. Ready? That's it. No, not really. I'm joking. The line is don't feed the animals. Don't feed the animals. So right. Don't feed the animals and then just keep going wherever that takes you. Now, the next one I'm going to give you is your writing exercise. Now, a writing exercise is meant to push you. This isn't the conversation between you and your voice. No, no. This is a conversation with you and that person you don't even want to talk to over there. All right. This is to push you out of your comfort zones. It's to, you know, go out there and flex those muscles to stretch, to grow. You know, only when you're outside your comfort zone, your little bubble, do you actually grow. So it's really important to do these things. And 
to do them in a safe place where it's okay to write like shit. All right, it doesn't matter. These aren't made to be pretty. These are made to be sweaty, you know, messy, scratched out on the paper, rewritten type of things. They're they're exploring, you know. Think about when you go out and explore in the world. The things you find under the napkin aren't the most amazing things. They're the things you you crawled down the rabbit hole to find, you know. So have fun with these. Anyway, so your writing exercise. Okay, this one's going to be, I hope I can get through this one. This one's going to be kind of, um, there's a lot of parts to this one. So I'm going to go kind of slow on this when I give it to you so you can write it down. Or if you don't catch it all or I get too off on some tangent somewhere, uh, you can always come back to the beginning of the show. And I come back after the art and when it's in the archives and listen to the beginning of the show and, and then you can stop and start me at your will. You can control my mouth. <laughs> Good luck with that. All right. So I'm going to start with it. And this one is called, um, this writing exercise is called long, long hand division, long hand division. All right. In your journal, I want you to write or on the computer if you want, if it's easier for you on the computer, but I would rather, I like journal writing, uh, but wherever you want. This one you can actually, you can do on the computer if you absolutely want to. It might be easier to copy paste than rewrite it a bunch of times because there's a lot of rewrites in this. So I want you to write one through 20. I actually, you don't even need to write that, but I want you to write 20 lines. And so it's easier if you if you number the lines uh, so that you know where you're there, but I want you to write 20 lines. And they can just random lines, whatever, but they have to be related lines. So I want you to write 20 lines about uh, the first boy you never kissed. For boys or girls, that prompt is the boy I never kissed. All right. So um, just all of the all of the lines I write down, all 20 of the lines would have to be about that subject. So they can be random lines. They don't have to be in any particular order. You're not writing a poem here, but just write 20 random but related lines. And when you do this, don't give it much thought. Like I said, you're not trying to make this pretty. Uh, it's like you're just telling a real quick story, like I'm trying to explain this to you on here right now, <laughs> or writing a sloppy poem. You know, like I said, get messy with your muses. So write 20 random but related lines about the topic. And then I want you to take those lines, and I want you to divide them into two sets of 10. So on one page you have 10 and the other one you have 10. Take one of those pages and set it aside. All right. Just work on one page of 10 lines. And what I want you to do is I want you to, um, after you have it divided into those 10 lines, I want you to take those 10 lines and I want you to rearrange them and rewrite them, change them however you need it to be for them to fit into something a little more condensed, for them to all of a sudden be able to tell a story again, get you back on track however it is. So rearrange the lines however you need them to be, rewrite the lines however you need them to be. It doesn't matter. You just have to make sure that you have 10 at the end. All right, then go grab the first set of 10 that you set aside and do the exact same thing with it. All right, once you have both of those done, what I want you to do is do the same process again. Take one of the lists, 
and I want you to pick out um, I want you to pick out five lines on this one. All right, and to take and then put the other five aside and take those five lines and rewrite them, rearrange them, however it is you need it to do to fit together in something coherent. Those lines. And do that to both lists. When you're done with that, I want you to take two of the lists of five and put them back together. So now you have 10 lines again, but off different lists. So out of those, the 10 lines that you're finished with, you can rewrite them, you can rearrange them, you can change them however you need it to be to fit into your finished product. And when you're done, you're going to have a 10-line poem. And I think what you're going to find in this, doing this, this exercise, what you're going to find is something pretty flipping amazing in those 10 lines. You know, each, each time you do this, you're, you're digging deeper into the thought. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, if, you know, if, if you get something that, you, that you're kind of proud of, I'd love to have you bring it back to the show and share. And I know that our, our writing exercises and stuff like that, those are personal. You know, we aren't supposed to let anyone see those. But this one is so much fun that, you know, if you wanted to bring one with you and say, hey, I did this and this is what I got. Or just maybe, you know, when you're on the air, tell me how, what it was like doing this one, this exercise. Because I, you guys are going to love it. I'm telling you, it is really, really, really fun. And you would be amazed at some of the stuff you will pull out at the end of this poem or the end of this assignment. All right, next, we're going to do two writing prompts. Now, prompts are different than journal assignments or writing exercises. A poetry prompt is a seed being planted in your head, and its intent is to grow into a poem. So this can be, with that said, this can be the title to your poem. It can be a line in your poem. It can be uh, the concept of your poem. Whatever it is, it has to grow into a finished poem. So your first poetry prompt is, wait here. Wait here. The prompt is, wait here. Okay. Now, the next one that we're going to do is the, uh, that's my line, borrowed poetry prompt. And this is a line that I stole from one of you guys that read last week. So while you're reading here tonight, I've got my little notebook beside me and I'm listening. And if a line catches my, you know, catches my ear or whatever it is, I'm going to be stealing one of your guys' lines tonight. And you won't know whose it is until next week. So the line that I stole last week was from Joe Perry. And it is, he wasn't done yet. I just thought that would make a great prompt. Think of all the things you could do with that. He wasn't done yet. He wasn't done yet. And that was courtesy of Joe Perry. So thank you for that, Joe. And with that said, you guys, that is the end of our writing assignments and writing exercises. And it's time to get to you callers. So once again, if you would like to call in on the air and share something with us tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Right? This is what you can expect if you were on. Oh, wait a minute. I did forget something, didn't I? Ah, 
And this is kind of like setting up the whole night. I did forget something. Yeah, you guys, I'll get to you in just a second. We have one more thing to do. I always start and end every episode with an audio track. And so if you are a recording artist or you play on your computer and you've got some spoken word pieces on MP3 files, shoot those over to me in a message. Probably on my email would be the easiest. It is the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. The word the is in the title. So it is the speakeasy, actually the, the, the yes, Philip, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. All right. Make sure you put audio clip something along those lines in the subject line for me. And uh, we'll get that uploaded to the show and play it for the world. It will be amazing. The piece that I have picked to play tonight is by um, Iwin Bedford, and it is called Girl Behind the Mask. Here we go. girl behind the mask doesn't understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it doesn't matter how many times that I've told her, she still relies on the opinions of people who don't realize that what they see as shy is in fact the feeling of lonely, the feeling of whatever she does is not quite good enough, the feeling of constantly disappointing the people closest who only want to see her happy. But instead they have to watch the deterioration and can do nothing, can do nothing but hope and pray that one day the girl behind the mask can finally say, with content and honesty to herself, I'm happy. I can put these feelings of no self-worth on the shelf and live on and build up my life and repair myself in the past and can finally say to myself that at last I've done it. I've beaten the demons inside my soul, the demons who did nothing but make my thoughts and my life cold, the ones who made me contemplate my life, my confidence, my existence and my future, made me feel hurt that can't be fixed with a surgical suture, the ones who made me panic when I even left my room as if the world was out to get me, as if one day soon my day will come. When I can't take any more, the burden of depression has left me too sore. There's no other option, no other way, it's time to give my life away. The girl behind the mask doesn't see that her strength shines so much brighter. You see, the girl behind the mask doesn't know what she's capable of. It's as if she's blind to how happy she makes everyone. Puts a smile on the face of a person feeling down. She's blind to the fact that she can turn a sad day around and make people smile from ear to ear. But when she takes off the mask, she's filled with nothing but fear. Fear of what the next day is going to be for her, as if she's waiting for her sentence and there's nothing but rumours being spread about her. The girl behind the mask is the definition of beauty, the meaning of strength. She needs to know that it's the duty of everyone who cares to help in the fight, to make her realise that her life is her life. To understand there's nothing to be afraid of. She has family and friends who will show depression what they're made of. behind the mask needs to lift her head up and open her eyes and realize that she'll never be alone as much as she may feel it the pain she's feeling now happiness will heal it so be strong and proud of the person you are because with strength and power the end of these feelings isn't far and you can smile sing dance around and live the life you've been deprived of the life you haven't felt the life you've lived contemplating an overdose or a belt 
life you've lived where eating is made a living hell, the life you've lived where everything goes wrong, but I promise that one day you can sing the song of courage and bravery and you'll be free from the emotional pain of mental anxiety. Stand with me now, girl behind the mask, listen to these words to yourself, you must ask. Why am I letting this take over? And then look in the mirror and witness your beauty. And as hard as it seems, you need to smile at your duty. And then see your pain as an emotional journey, a bumpy ride that as long as it seems, remember that certainly there'll be a destination waiting for you where you can be happy at last. But please be strong. That was Girl Behind the Mask, and that was Iwin Bedford. Amazing, amazing piece. I cannot tell you you how much I relate to so many parts of that poem, how that touches me. I just think it is absolutely an incredibly, incredibly emotional and and beautifully written piece. So check him out. You can find him over on YouTube, Iwin Bedford, if you have not there's a bunch of his stuff over there, and you can get to know his work. All right, so now, <laughs> with that said and done, it was important to do that because we're actually going to be playing a, another track here at the beginning of the show in a few minutes um, from uh, Philip Church, and I'm going to kind of explain that when I get him on the air, but I wanted to kind of let you guys know that we'd be doing that because it's it's really cool. So we're going to get a debut type thing here. <laughs> All right, so if you're on hold, number to call if you'd like to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And if you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as our first caller tonight is area code 540. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to send your work out there into the world without your name on it because then that anonymous guy gets credit and we all know what a great guy he is because everyone quotes him all the time. Right. So jealous of anonymous. (laughs) All right. So yeah, make sure that you introduce yourself right now. You can do two poems, not real long ones. You can do two like normal length poems, if the lines get any busier, we will be cutting that back to doing one if we have to. But if that is, looks like it's going to happen, I'll let you know. So right now you're good at reading two normal, not epic, but normal poems. Alrighty. <laughs> and then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL so people know how to come over and find you, get to know you and your work better, and uh, can, you know, become part of your writer's network. So the last thing I need to tell you is that make sure that you remember that we do have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about and probably will hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of hardcore adult porn poems. You know, not no hardcore, you know, adult poems. You know, the romantic erotica, that's fine, but we don't need nipples. We don't need bumping body parts. We don't need tabe into slot B. 
you know, other than that, you're good to go. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and actually I'm going to give you our first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 540, of course, as our first caller, as I said. Then we are being followed by area code 219 and then 903. So those are our first three callers. And there's actually two 903s. So the 903 that will be the third one is the 9036. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, it's Phil Church down in Virginia. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing pretty good. I'm very, very cold. We're, uh, we got wind chills in the low 20s tonight, and they're calling for an ice storm uh, at dawn tomorrow. So kind of chilly down here uh, in the mountains. This is the kind of weather where you wake up with your noses frozen together because your the condensation of your breath has made your nose sticks and freezes overnight. <laughs> nose condensation. That sounds so flipping romantic. Honey, we're stuck together with nose condensation. <laughs> Do I know how to romance or what? <laughs> That's like uh, getting ink oh, in my geez. ears. <laughs> We want your ink in our ears. I just love that. I know. I know. Where does that come from? Yeah. Oh, so uh, I guess we're going to try to do this uh, audio tonight, and uh, I hope it comes out okay. Uh, That's right. So uh, let me. I'm going to enter. I'm going to set you up so you can kind of take off from there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's what I do. That's fine. So when I mentioned earlier that I was going to play another audio track, I'm really excited because we have a track to play tonight that is Philip Church's, but it's a very unique one. And I'm always telling people to reach out and collaborate with people, collaborate with other artists. You know, I've got I've got uh, photographers who have done and painters and who have done work to my poems, and I've had, you know, people make photography and paintings out. I mean, it's it's just, it all is a big circle of inspiration. And so, you know, reach out to someone who's a painter and say, here's a poem. Can you paint it? Or, and don't give them any more than that. Just give me your poem. You know, here is my poem. Can you put music to it? You know, how would you have to rewrite it? How would you have to change it? How, what would you have to do to turn this into a song? So I've actually got a couple on here where I've had worked with a couple of musicians who have put some of my poems to songs. And it's really an amazing, incredible experience to have that done. It really yeah. is. And so when you told me that this was done, it's like, oh, great, this is here. I can talk about someone else doing it besides me. <laughs> but you had somebody. You worked with somebody and had one of your poems turned into a song. So I want you to tell us a little bit about that, what that creative process was like real quick, if you would, for me. And uh, then we're going to play the track for everybody. And then if you'd like to read your poem, that would be great. But, uh, but I really think that this, uh, you know, and this is the first time I've hearing, I'm hearing it. I, have, I didn't listen to it before I uploaded it to the show. So it's everybody's first time. It's brand new to all of us. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about it. What, tell us what this, what's going on here, what we're going we're gonna to listen to. Okay. Well, first of all, I will tell you that it's a demo that was created uh, about six years ago, and uh, you'll find out when you play it, for about the first 16 seconds, there's there's no sound. 
So, uh, but it, 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 it's there. It starts uh, 16 seconds into the, uh, I guess, the MP3. And what this is, uh, a very uh, uh, up-and-coming country performer uh, by the name of Jody Piles, and um, he's kind of uh, he's a, sort of a regional celebrity at this point. Uh, I believe he could be a national celebrity. Uh, and uh, he he has a band, the Jody Piles Band, and what they do is they go uh, around and play state fairs uh, during fair season, opening as an opening act for some of the, uh, uh, I, I guess, higher-listed country uh, performers. Um, he has opened for uh, Martina McBride, Gretchen Wilson, uh, Jody Messina, and many others. And... Um, so I I, uh, I wrote some songs for him. He, he asked if I would write him some songs, and I did. This is the only one that uh, so far uh, was ever uh, produced and recorded. So uh, uh, it's um, <laughs> it's a country song um, that uh, I, I guess if you know if you. Uh, if you break up with somebody or you go through a divorce and you end up with someone else, invariably you're going to slip up and call What are you talking about, person. Stan? What are you talking about, Stan? I mean, I mean, yeah. Philip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you end, up, you end up calling the current person by the uh, ex's name, and that doesn't always go over very well. So that was the the the, uh, the impetus for writing it. I thought, what a great idea for a country song. Uh, I called uh, her by your name, and uh, and of course Jody uh, uh, put it to music, and uh, uh, he he actually uh, added a couple of lines of uh, uh, the lyrics. And uh, this is uh, uh, the Jody Piles Band uh, doing. Uh, uh, lyrics by Philip Church of I called called her by your name. So All I guess right. that's the best to set it up. Okay, so let's go ahead and start it. I uh, have the file queued up now. I'm going to just kind of let everyone know that the file is going to be playing in about five seconds. Because <laughs> I'm going to make okay. it for that 16, 16, 16 seconds is a long time. Here you go.
You must oh, be so excited. Good. I mean, it's a beautiful song, and you wrote the word. That's just see, that's bringing two artists together, and something right. like yeah. that is created. It's just oh, that blew my mind. That blew my mind. I love it. I want to hear it again. I think we need to send oh. it to the radio stations now. Well, uh, well, I can. Uh, I, I forgot to tell you this. Will oh, wait, be we are on... a radio station. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> This is going to be on uh, the Jody Piles Band debut album. They're, they've been working on that in the studio for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it's uh, like uh, any really good musicians and all, it takes time to get to, to get everything together and, and get it out there. But whenever that debut album debuts, this is a, a cut that will, uh, a track that will be on that album. So, uh and he is, Jody is just uh, so super-duper talented. I mean, it re- he really, really is. And, uh, uh, you know, I, this, he, he did this song in Nashville uh, at the Hotel Indigo. Um, it was kind of like a open mic night uh, type deal for uh, aspiring country artists. And so he, uh, and he did it solo, just him and the guitar. So uh, it has been it, it has been performed publicly uh, at least once in Nashville. So uh, and I love it. I really do. I think he he did a fantastic job with uh, 
the, the lyrics and everything. So, and I don't that that was all I was going to do for tonight. I don't have any uh, poems up and ready, but uh, uh, I, I hope you all liked it. I, uh, you know, this is and, and you know, having this done, it really you were right. Seeing uh, your uh, lyrics actually put into music uh, is an experience like no other i mean it is a uh super high uh, it's, a, it's a real thrill mm-hmm. uh, to i mean there, there's nothing to describe it. it's kind of like you've given birth to something you've brought something so beautiful or you've helped to bring something so beautiful into the world so uh you yeah know, i did keep, that uh, with the I did that with a local artist here. Had a he took a poem of mine, Indigo Blue, and turned it into a song. and And he was the same type of thing, you know, a uh, real big deal in his hometown type person, and you know, in the Pacific Northwest actually. And uh, I could never hear him perform that song without crying. It was such an emotional mm-hmm. thing hearing hearing my little ramblings made into something so beautiful. I, I could never listen to it without crying. It just, it just blew me away. And so anytime someone gets a chance to do that, anytime, any of you, you know, if you know somebody that, you know, writes music and, you know, say, let's play, let's play with something together. You know, talk about what you want to create, the feeling of it, the storm of it, the serenity of it, whatever it is, and then work on it together. And if you get a chance to do that, make it happen. Just make it happen. Don't wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Because right. Philip, that was a, a an amazing. Oh God, I'm I'm seriously just blown away. I thought it was awesome. And I'm not a big country what? person, but I loved it. Well, and, and you and I have talked about this. I'm not either. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm enough of a southerner, I guess, where I really like, uh, uh, you know, like outlaw country. I've actually uh, had a couple of experiences with David Allen Coe, believe it or not, but uh, they're in Hangs a Tail. Uh, so, but you know, I'm <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a metalhead. I love heavy metal. The heavier, the louder, the better. <laughs> so. Uh, it was sort of a challenge for me to put lyrics to uh, uh, the idea of a country song. But, you know, I, and I, I put this offer out there. Anyone out there that's a musician or a band, and if you want, if you need lyrics, you know, hit me up. I, I you know, um, I, I love doing it. Um, and uh, um, I should also mention, you know, you can find me on uh, uh, Facebook, Philip Church. You can also find Jody Piles. The Jody Piles Band has a, a Facebook page, and I would urge you to check that out. Uh, I, I'm biased, but I swear I I think that that song could be a hit. I really do. Maybe not a number one hit, but I think it could actually. Uh, I think I think it, it's got enough legs. It, it could it could actually, you know. Uh, I you know I agree. Song. That's why I said I want to hear it again. You know, it's it's one yeah. thing I. You know, indigo, out of the, I've had three songs that, or three poems that's happened to, and Indigo Blue is the only one I think that would make me stop in my tracks, and and I listen to it all the time, over and over and over again, just because it's just it's like a unicorn, <laughs> it's a unicorn. Mhm. All right, all right. I guess I better mosey on off here and give some other folks a chance, and thank you so much for. Uh, 
uh, uh, you know, rigging this up to where that could be uh, uh, broadcast tonight. And, and yeah, I did tell Jody, and hopefully, I'm hoping he's listening in. I don't know if he is or not, but uh, I love him to death. He's a, he's a, he and I are, are, I guess, brothers in Christ is the way to put it. And um, he uh, he actually is a, a praise and worship leader at a church, a local church around here, as well as doing his uh, uh, professional uh, music. So. Um, but anyhow, y'all look me up on Facebook, uh, send me a friend request. If you want any of my books or anything, you can look me up on Amazon.com, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T Church. And with that, I'm going to get out of the way, and hopefully we'll talk to y'all next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Fantastic piece, and I'm glad that you let me put it onto the show. Ah, thank you. All right, Philip. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Mm, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, absolutely incredible. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and bring on area code 219. 219, you are on the air. Again, now how you doing? This is Brother O the line speaking. Brother O, how are you? It is good to hear from you. I'm glad you were able to make it back. I'm doing, doing wonderful. Um, just, ready, just ready to get back. Just to get back, uh, get back out here in, in Chicago. Just, just ready to get back. Taking it one day, one day at a time. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> That's the best we can all do, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, this evening I bring to you. Where's the real meaning of Christmas? Now, I thought Christmas meant celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is supposed to be the season to have peace, love, joy, and happiness in our hearts and spirits. And to express our love and gratitude. Well, these days we have commercialized Christmas and made the man-made tradition, and we have made the mistake of taking Christ out of the equation and and replacing him with an X. Now, where is the real meaning of Christmas? Now, each and every year on the day of Thanksgiving, which is Call Black Friday. People standing in line, camping out in the parking lot, the stores at the midnight hour and after Thanksgiving dinner. To take advantage of early bird specials and all these stores that you can think of. In my opinion, they look ridiculous standing out there in all their cold weather, just going to death for one day called Christmas, which is celebrated once a year. Now, where's the real meaning of Christmas? Now, kids writing letters to Santa Claus, wanting him to buy toys and the latest electronic gadgets, plus the most expensive clothes and shoes that you can you can buy. Knowing good and well, they have toys to play with at home and clothes to wear. That's being greedy and selfish, and this gives kids a sense of entitlement. Where is the real meaning of Christmas? Now, let me toss some reality to you. 
Santa Claus and his reindeer ain't got nothing on Jesus. These are man-made fantasies like the two-fairy and the Easter bunny. And they have not realized my Lord and Savior. Now, where is the real meaning of Christmas? Well, these stores only care about that one thing you have. It's that green piece of paper or that debit or that credit card you carry in your wallet and purse. Persuade you to spend your hard-earned money to make a profit in your expense. Most of the time, you end up in unnecessary debt. Because they're trying to please people who don't care nothing about yourself when they want something. My dear brothers and sisters, why should you go have to go broke and make a big deal out of one thing out of the year? Now, where's the real meaning of Christmas? Now, brother, what does Christmas mean to you personally? To me, it means giving, thanking God for giving us his only begotten son as a gift who self-sacrificed himself and died on the cross to redeem us of our sins. It is my opportunity to celebrate the Savior's birthday with the ones I love dearly. This time of year, I always express my thanks and gratitude for just living and being blessed with everything I have. Christmas also means giving and receiving gifts to express our love and gratitude to those who have been there for me. My dear brothers and sisters, it's not all about how many gifts you give or receive. The best gift that you can ever have right now is your life. Now, I normally don't ask for anything for Christmas because it's not my birthday anyway. It ain't all about me. It's all about Jesus. Now, before I close this piece, I have one last piece of advice for you. While you having fun and opening gifts for your loved ones, thank God that you had the opportunity to celebrate another Christmas with them. Because you never know what will happen next. And show them how much you love and appreciate appreciate them every chance you get. Because in these times, you never know when you'll see them again. And please remind your kids about whose birthday this really is. And let us not forget why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus is the reason for this season. And he will never be forgotten. Strong, strong peace, Brother O. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Thank you, Nala. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. So you want to do me a favor, my love, and tell everyone how they can come over and visit you, get to know you and your work and all that good stuff better? Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are not connected with me on social media, you can find me in the Omar Brother gathering at facebook.com and I will be having more social media and and um uh, I want to do a web my own website so you can check me out check out my original work on Facebook and as always thank you for your support it is absolutely our pleasure thank you so much sweetie and uh, we will talk to you next week Yes. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Brother O.
welcome. Bye bye, Hannah. All right. Our next caller comes from area code nine oh three. Nine oh three, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, Eric. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's good to hear from you. And it's nice and quiet. You're not driving around tonight. That's right. I'm not. <laughs> Very yeah, good at treat we, uh, for us. Yes. Yes. And a treat for me, too. <laughs> <sighs> Traveling's great, but it does wear on you here and there. This is true. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, so, so I got, what's going uh, on with you, and what'd you bring? All right. Well, I wrote uh, two homework assignments. One's for me, and and the other one is for a collaboration I did with Buffy Hobbs, the woman that came on. She's actually on tonight again too. And uh, anyways, it's an, it's a homework. Both of them are homework assignments. So I did my homework assignment that you gave me directly, and then we decided to do one together. So I'm gonna start. You want which one do you want first? Um, do the one that you did with her first, and then yours. Okay. All right. All right. So this is the one that's uh, writing exercise and an emotional homework for Speakeasy Cafe. Collaboration with Buffy Hobbs and Eric Shulman. I kissed the ocean today. She kissed me back with her sweet, salty, sandy lips. She pulled me in and filled my spaces. I gave her body and embraced her back. I gave her my body and embraced her back, allowed her darkness to kiss my heart. She took my breath and soul from me. I took her wakes and waves beating me up while her undercurrent and undertow pulled me out further and further down her unlimited depths. That's in peace. It sounds amazing and torturous and erotic and deadly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. That was beautiful. <laughs> I really like it. Thank you. I'm glad you really liked it. Really like it. Yeah, and very had... different. Different from your normal style. Oh uh, yes. Yes, very different. <laughs> so your homework is to do another one of these with her. I want to see where oh, that takes okay. you. Okay? So tell her, tell her right. that you both have homework, again, from me. Okay. It's a All rinse right. and repeat. Okay. All right, rinse and repeat. All right. All right, here's the homework you gave me last time. In fact, that's that's All what right, I want so the title of it to be. That's the one I want that to be the title of your rinse collaboration. Rinse and repeat? Rinse and repeat. Repeat, yeah. Okay. All right, we definitely will do. All right, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My right and left hand speak. <laughs> right hand says, what does – or right hand asks, what does left-handedness mean? Left hand says, it means brain's right hemisphere controls me and is associated with creativity – imagination and possibly being more creative than right-handedness and what does right-handedness mean right hand says it means controlled by brain's left hemisphere 
which is responsible for speech and writing, and majority of humans are right-handed. 85 to 90% thank you, and we are, we are definitely different. Left hand said, or says, thank you, and yes, indeed, we are different. But we do have some similarities, such as people use us to write, pick up, carry, hold, squeeze, shake, touch, open, and so much more. Right hand says, yes, indeed, you're correct, and we do have similarities. But our other differences are that I am placed on the right arm, which means that I am always correct, and that right-handedness is better than left-handedness. Left hand said, ha, 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 he, 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 yes, indeed, you're placed on the human's right arm, but why must you think that you are better and more correct than everyone else, including myself? Don't you think that we we are we all play a vital role here? Right hand said, "Of course, we have our vital we have our vital roles here. However, mine is the most important, and I don't care if you agree or not." Left hand said, "said Wow, and really, you want you want to ask your controller about that?" Right hand said, "Hardy har har." And I have thought and consulted my controller about it as well. And we know that only I am correct. Left hand ripped away from left arm's grip, backhanded right hand, and walked away in disbelief and distraught. Right hand said, ow, how dare you? You're breaking away from left arm's grip. And silence only validates my correctness. That's in peace. <laughs> oh, that was fun. You get A plus on your homework. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely awesome. All right, Eric, my darling, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you guys. You and you guys. All right. I want them to be able to find her as well. Okay. All right. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman, and you can find her, Buffy Hobbs, on Facebook, and she also has a YouTube channel, too. So. Very, very cool. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Should be able to get back on. Um, I am reading a very controversial book. <laughs> As, uh, it's called... Green Eggs and Ham? No, no, actually, it's not that. <laughs> that is one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books. Though. It is my very controversial, too. Seuss. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> Edward, or not, yeah, Edward Lear and Shel Silverstein when I was a kid. So, I like nonsense poems a lot. They can be controversial. So, mm-hmm. it's actually called The Evolution of the idea of God and it's actually from 1878 so it's a very long in depth theory and of course I don't know if it's accurate or not because I wasn't there at the time but it's pretty interesting it, it it's not to destroy the concept of religion it's to this guy is giving his theories on the origins of all religions 
to him. He breaks each one down to where he thinks, and he spent 20 years supposedly studying it before he actually published it. So, but I find cool. it interesting. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> exactly. Our our inspiration. That's what you have to do. Something catches your ears. Stop and listen. Something catches your eyes. Right. Something makes your breath stutter. Examine it. So yeah, awesome. All right, Eric. That's great correct. job, honey. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the platform, and uh, thanks to the sponsors as well. And thank I'll you see for you next week. Them. All right, honey. You're welcome. Bye bye, sweetie. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing great. This is Stan. I am so excited to hear from you. I I thought maybe if if I went over onto your page and blew in your ear, you might remember I existed. Oh, you definitely got my attention. Uh, I don't like to be ignored, Stan, just so you know. I noticed. I noticed. (laughs) It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. What's going on? Well, actually, Christmas. We've decorated the front of the place, and now we've got the tree up, so we're at that moment of anticipation watching the calendar countdown. It can just stop. Wait, it can keep going until it snows, until we get snow, and then it can stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Because we did get a little out here, believe it or not. Hmm. We did. A little dusting. It was here for a few hours, and then it faded away. I could take it all. You can send it all to me. I hear you. <laughs> I will take it for you because that's just the kind of gal I am. I'll take one for the team. Everybody send me your snowflakes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Would, you, there you, would go. you bring us tonight, Stan? We really, 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 really missed you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I do have to give a shout-out to my fellow outlaw poet, the Appalachian outlaw poet, Philip Kent Church. Bravo, Philip. And Did you hear that? You I know. I, I know. My toes have not uncurled yet. I know. That's how good that was. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a way. I think I'm, you're I'm, right. I think, I think that one might have legs. That one might have legs. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to it before the show. When he told me he was sending, it's like, okay, we're going to have fun with this. I'm not going to hear it until everyone else hears it. So that was my first. I'm really glad that I did that. I'm re- Because I don't think that I could have faked that response. You know, it's it's never as genuine the second time trying to fake it. You know, I'm glad that he got no. the true initial reaction to it because yeah it, that blew my mind to the point where I, I sure as hell not going to play any of mine now you know <laughs> I came onto the show so proud yeah I've done this too you know it's like dang <laughs> I know uh, yeah that was amazing and by no by when I yep. say that I want to throw out the disclaimer by no fault of the musicians just that my words aren't worthy is what I meant and, and any oh, of the musicians I worked with could be right up there too. Okay, I needed to say that. 
Oh, and okay. I was thinking, God, if I was Dawn listening to that, I would say, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dawn's amazing. It's how it came out, but it's back. not what I meant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, would you just shut me up now, please? Say something quickly. Okay. I've got all the assignments. <laughs> Two poems. <laughs> From from the how many weeks have you been been in, incognito now? You I got all of the assignments. Okay. I missed you all last week, so I combined the assignment of warn not to go in the woods, but did. And yes. I added that to the what's my line, which was until the wind calls. Ooh. Okay. Yes. And then I took the exercise, which was a thousand and one objects of my attention. And added that to the prompt, kiss the flame. Wow. It's getting so very complex. Like alchemy. Yes. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I'm going to start locking, the, uh, you in, lock, locking you in like dark rooms with some hay and a spinning wheel. <laughs> 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 I really won't, I promise. That was not meant stalkerish at all. I just want you to know. <laughs> of course not. There was no stalkerish <laughs> harassment at all in that that lot wanting to lock you in a dark room. <laughs> okay, Stan, I'm shutting up. Go, go, all you. <laughs> okay. Well, the first poem I'm going to do is called Remnant of a Warning. Shadows extending their reach encroaching on areas of light. The darkness chills the evening air as the colors turn gray in the night. This the time as day fades away, the time of specters and dread, moonless nights and haunting woods, a scene suited to attract the dead. Fearless and foolish those who challenge the omens and tales elders speak, for night woods belong to the spirits, where living's chance of survival turns bleak. I now travel the woods as if smoke, in my silence until the wind calls. Heed my whispered warnings on the breeze, lest my fate upon you also befalls. In peace. You know, I've got that whole, I'm hearing music and people's poems vibe going on tonight. And when you were reading that, I was picturing like Enya or Lorena McKennett. Oh. Doing that in a very Celtic um, folklore type way, singing that in those that, those beautiful crystalline voices. Wow. That would be beautiful if you could find a, a girl singer who would work on that with you and, and do that piece. So that's my assignment, another assignment for you, is try to find someone to work on that, see what happens to put it into music, <laughs> that one specifically. All right. I don't know what. I'll try. I ain't going to make no guarantees, but I'll try. <laughs> Do it now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now for the one for the Kiss of Flame. We have forged. From the earth comes the magic of two primal elements. The primitive stepping stones of modern civilizations rise. 
from early hammer and anvil to modern machines and foundries, ore and carbon kissed the flame, and the spine of modern humanity now smelted, forged, and rises. A future as real as the steel. In peace. See, this is what I really love about giving out prompts, because you never know who's going to hear them, how they're going to land, what they're going to grow into. And every once in a while, one of them comes back to you. I mean, this one came full circle back to me. And I get to hear that. And I, and I, I mean, there's this weird little egocentrical part of me that's going, oh, my God, that poem would not exist if I hadn't have given them that prompt. Therefore, Which, I am God. <laughs> no. Look what I have created in him. You're an inspiration. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing, but this is—I mean, this is this is the reason that I—I I really. It is such a high. It is such an incredible high to be able to hear that and know where it was, where where the conception was, and to see how it grew and and, and into this thing that I would never have expected. You know, and I know. I, that's why I always tell people: reach out and inspire people you know take a moment and just send hey thinking about you here's a random prompt bye you know do drive drive by prompt prompt prompting yeah there you go i don't know what i was but trying yeah, to say it is, it is a thousand and one objects of my attention and then i thought i was out looking around and it amazed me how many objects are steel, are actually made of steel. And I thought, now, how can I get that expressed with kiss the flame? And I was out in the work area. We have like a workshop where Mm -hmm. we do woodwork and repairs. And my daughter was over there at a wood-burning stove, heating up a piece of metal, putting it on the anvil and hammering it, and making a knife blade. She was forging a knife blade. And all of that came together just then. Just then it came together right then. I want to be her. That sounds like a really cool thing to do. That's that's her. I mean, she's... (laughs) This is not something you would think, and I know this is going to sound chauvinistic, But let's be honest about how we do have these preconceptions in our mind. That is not something you would normally think of a woman doing. A woman doing. No, cliches are a cliche for a reason. If we didn't sit in the kitchen on high heels and aprons cooking you your dinner, then people would not think a woman's place is in the kitchen. So, you know, there's reasons there's stereotypes and cliches is because there's truth in them. You know, we'll go down right. and down find the, the 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 roots of that truth, and which is what you did. That was incredible. I love the part. I love and the it, part where you you kind of jaunty put well. You, you the contrast, the dramatic contrast, where you were talking about um, uh, the the hand, something about the hand and the anvil. Oh. You know, compared yes, the hammer and the angle. The hammer and the, yeah. and the angle, yes. What was, those, what was the line that followed that? 
to modern machines and foundries, or in carbon kissed the flame and the spine of modern humanity now smelted, forged, and rises. So that was to me that's even that in its own self, just if you were to take those lines and those two lines and those two lines only, are strong enough and powerful enough imagery to be a standalone poem. Just as they are. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's the I was about to say that's the thing I love about my daughter is she is not of the stereotype. She is a very free spirit, very independent, and finds that she has skills outside of what is typically considered a woman's skills. She does Most skills she are done with, with hands. Most most skills yep. are done with hands, and we all have two hands. You know, exactly. the only ones that exactly. can't be done are the ones that are done by boobs. So, you know, actually, we're ahead <laughs> of the game because we all have two hands, but only women have boobs. So we get like twice as many talents and skills because we have hand skills and boob skills. Yeah, I feel so, I feel so empowered now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sit with my shoulders yeah, back a little have... straighter. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> now you're just now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, whiz. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to say I have them too, but now I feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Women power. Ah. <laughs> uh, Go, daughter, go. There you go. I need to. Yeah, uh, on, I, you need to get a T-shirt for her that says, "Having boob gives boobs give me double the super superpowers." There needs to be a T-shirt for me to wear, saying, "Having boobs gives me double the superpowers." Or would it be triple because there's two boobs? I'm so confused. You know we please do your next poem and save me again. <laughs> What I was going to say was maybe the better T-shirt would be, because I have boobs, you forget I have brains. Advantage here. (laughs) While you're looking at my boobs, I'm using my brain. One up me. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. One for me. There you go. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Stan. Go ahead. I read two poems. Oh, okay. Don't go ahead. Go ahead and tell everyone how to find you. You go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay. You can find me here on Nyla Lisa Speakeasy Cafe. You can find me on World Poetry Open Mic. You can also find my writing in the Garden of Poetry and Prose group. You can find me in the Poetry of Springs Embrace group. Occasionally, when I have a chance, you'll find me on Outlaw Poetry, Philip Kent Church's group. And I'm also in the 2017 and 2018 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. I'm on the Outlaw Poets Anthology, We're in Cahoots, which are available on Amazon. And this coming Tuesday, I will be co-hosting with Rebecca Hollywood's a radio broadcast on Epiphany Radio at about 9 p.m. Eastern, 
called The Hurt Locker. And the subject tonight is going, or Tuesday night, is going to be about romance and sensuality. Ooh. That was yes. my sexy sound. See, told you, I know how to romance you guys. That was it. You ready for it again? Ooh. Did it do it for you? I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Now how you, know, we go you know why I'm still single. <laughs> Think about that, though. That's how we do, that's how it is for us. Before pu- puberty, if you made that sound, it would be, ew. Now it's, <laughs> Puberty, right there. I'm stuck in puberty because I still don't do it on key. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it all grown up and sexy like, like no, nah, huh? it doesn't work. Well, you just did it. No, <laughs> no, I have that queued up. Is it's it's a uh, it's a audio prompt play thing. What do they call those sound bites? Oh. Yes, I've worked in radio since I was eighteen. It's a sound bite. I do know the technical word for it. It just took me a minute to find it. I'm old. There's recall issues. All right, Stan, <laughs> give your uh, Facebook page once again, please. My Facebook page is very simple, Stanley Phillips. Awesome. And I would say I love. The first three poets, I did. Uh, Eric, and of course, Brother O, and the Appalachian outlaw, Philip Kent Church. And I cannot wait to hear who's next. So on to the next. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I'm really glad you were able to make it on tonight. Me too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller. Actually, I'm going to give the next three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 757, then we have 903, and we have 407. Those are our next three callers. I do want to let area code 419 know that you are not in the lineup. So 419, if you do want to come on the air, please press 1. That will uh, signal me that you want to be unmuted, and I can bring you on the air. Otherwise, if you're here just hanging out and listening, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. If you change your mind at any time, you can... Go ahead and press one then, and it will put you into the lineup. So just hang out, listen, have fun. Change your mind, press one. We're good to go. And that was 419. Next caller, 57, excuse me, 757. 757, you are on the air. Hello, Nalis. Tamiko Barnett. Tamiko, how are you, my darling? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. Doing really good. Mm-hmm. You sound like you're having a good time tonight. <laughs> I'm having a good time listening to the, to the poets, too. So. It's just one of those days where my brain is wearing two left feet. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll trip through this. We'll be okay. We'll be good. <laughs> so, yeah, I am having fun tonight. I am having fun, and I'm really, really glad you're here. I have a couple of small pieces, um, a couple of haikus that I wanted to share, and then uh, that's that's all. So. <laughs> go, go ahead when you're ready, honey. All right. Haiku, well, and the, the title pretty simple. The first one is haiku number one, written from way back. Um, Speak to me the words that will vibrate through my spine and blow like the wind. Mm. 
Wow. Wow, that was beautiful. You know, I, I was prepared this time. I want you to know I was emotionally prepared for a short poem. You know, did, did you notice my nice calm demeanor there when you finished? I didn't like screech and cry like a spoiled child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> like a two-year-old playing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Give me the tablet, where? <laughs> I know. I really love the, for me, the message inside of that is that everything that we need is inside of us. You know, breathe the air that's inside of you. We are our own terrarium. We are our own ecosystem. We are our own safe place. We are untouchable inside there. You know, so for me, when I was listening to you read that, that's the the feeling I was getting was, you know, that, that, you know, the, the quiet strength, you know, realization that you know, breathing from the inside, that's mm-hmm. your breath. That's where you get your air. It was very empowering to me. Yeah, and just to be mindful of mm-hmm. the breath. I mean, we do it so unconsciously, and we're so, you know, it's just it's what gives us life, and we're here. And But it, it can change depending on your emotional state and things like that and what you're thinking about and stuff. So it's just... Being mm-hmm. You know, being mindful. Some I want to plant a seed of thought here in your guys' heads. Being mindful, you know that that breath can change in an instant. For those, you know, those of us who don't think we impact our environment, or don't think we impact the world around us, or don't think the little things that we do every day can change the future in a very big and huge and drastic way. All right. We just had, it's been about 120 years now. I don't remember exactly what the anniversary was. 100 and, um, what was it, 200, the 200-year anniversary? The 200-year anniversary of Lewis and Clark Trail. Lewis and Clark coming across from the east and into the, the Pacific Northwest and, and doing their whole trek across the United States. All right, 200 years ago, a little over, a little over 200 years ago right now. So that's maybe three Three good long lifetimes, or four long lifetimes ago. So my great great grandfather, great great or great 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 grandfather, could have been on that journey, and walked into the most pristine wilderness in the world. And in the course of four generations, we have changed it as drastically as we have changed it, to where you can't even drink out of the streams anymore. So think about what Lewis and Clark saw walking across the United States and realizing that the United States now is only done in maybe four generations. Down to annihilating, you know, the indigenous people, to building the trains, to these big mega cities, all the changes. That's only been in four lifetimes. So, you know, it, it took all those fingerprints of those four generations to get us to where we are today. So if we don't, we aren't careful about our fingerprints, where 
are our great 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 grandchildren going to be living? Mhm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, that's a good point because I mean everything is here. Water, we're seventy-five percent water. Water on the planet, seventy-five percent, and the trees, flowers, everything helps us to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all works in conjunction with each other. We're all connected. Whether we actually believe that, it's, I mean, it's scientifically proven. We're actually connected to everything. <laughs> all things are one, and so it, it all helps. But you know, it doesn't take much for everything to to be harmed, to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What a great piece. You know, any time that you write something that provokes that kind of thought or emotion or discussion or, you know, that's that's pretty empowering. It's pretty Thank good. you. And, You're and welcome. You're welcome. You got me thinking now, and I just want to say this real quick, too. Watch <laughs> in my head, and then I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to go on. So you can go to the next person. But also, I, I believe while we might, while we might hurt, people might hurt the earth and stuff like that, that the earth has a way of replenishing itself, um, even if it costs human life, unfortunately. But the earth has a way of replenishing itself, and so I think it'll it'll find a way to go on and and not be completely destroyed by ignorance. Unless we death star it, it will be here huh? a long time after. Unless we death star it. It'll be here a long time after us. I hope so. I believe that. I believe that mm-hmm. it will. But there, I believe that there's a way to mess with it while we're here. And it's just like, you know, don't do that. So yeah. anyway, never mind. See, cause you, got, <laughs> you, you brought it up. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but um, you can find me on Facebook, Tamiko Barnett, T-A-M-E-K-O. Barnett with two T's and the E at the end. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T A M E K O one three. And that's it, yep. I'll be here on Speakeasy sometimes, and then I'll be going around different places. Um, not really. Just on the radio on Blog Talk. <laughs> Been on Epiphany a little bit. Um, trying to share, but I haven't really ex- expanded a whole lot, you know, but this, that's what I've been basically been doing, so, yep. Thank you so much, Nyla. Oh, you're welcome so much, sweetheart, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> you're very welcome, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, that was Miss Tamiko, and our next caller is going to come from area code 903. I'm I'm hesitating because I'm having some issues with the board here. 903, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. How are you doing tonight, Nala? This is Buffy. Awesome. Hey, Buffy, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm I'm doing great. It is good to hear from you. I am. It's been a really fun night. Eric was on earlier and and talked about you a little. Yeah, yeah. I was listening. Oh, good. And, yeah, we're both we're both from Texas, so we kind of support each other. 
And so then you heard me give him your guys' homework. Yes, rinse and repeat. Good. I'm glad you remembered because I was sitting here just racking my brain and saying, what am I going to do if she says no? I don't know it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I just throw it out there. It's up to you guys if you pick it up. Once I throw it out there, it's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's your guys' homework. Rinse and repeat. Whatever you, wherever you want to take that one. Okay. Uh, I sent him a message while ago, and I told him, I said, I'll think about it for a while. I'll go with the first line and send it to you. So. Good. And I have a couple short pieces for you. And the first one is called Little Bird. One day, a little bird appeared at my window. We sat and chatted for a while. Then away he flew. The next day he reappeared, just pecking and chirping on my window. We talked back and forth. For weeks it continued. One day I opened the window just to invite my little bird in, but away he flew instead. So I closed my window, hoping he would return, but he never came back. No more chirping or morning conversations. No more pecking until I appeared. Oh, little bird, where did you go? You left me here all alone, yearning for your morning visits, missing the hours we spent talking, all because I invited you in. The end. You know, it's really funny because I know my perception of that piece isn't what isn't the intent that you wrote it with. But when I was listening to that whole piece, I was listening to it from the view of, this woman who just doesn't know that what she's got is good enough. She has to change it. She has to turn it into something else. She has to, you know, make it something. She has to push it further. She isn't. She doesn't realize that she's standing in nirvana, and so she's got to. She's got to push it to try to fit it into the mold she thinks is perfection, and breaks it. You know, and and so if you go back, kind of think about that perspective and go back and read that piece again and you know that's one of the things I think is really cool about writing poems and poetry and it's like a painting or an inspirational piece or an instrumental piece of music you put out there how it's interpreted is up to the writer or up, up to the reader so, you know so you wrote right. that but my perspective of that I think was totally different than your intent for it but it made it just as powerful and for a piece of of poetry to be that shape-shifting is really good. That was a great piece. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love how how interpretive poetry is. You know, it's like music. Even the even some music that you don't have the words to, you still just feel the vibrations and the intensity of what the musician is just playing. You know, I just I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. no, I dropped um, my pen. Oh, no. I'm trying to pick it up with my toes. <laughs> Don't try this at home, guys. Okay, go ahead. My next piece is called Inked into Reality. I inked the words from my heart into existence. I wrote my dreams from unconscious submissions into compositions that became reality, leaving me breathlessly anxious awaiting next, the next chapter to be penned into ubiquity. 
cherishing the words that flow from my mind into the universe for validation and maybe creation to breathe new life into my being. In peace. Amazing. Fantastic, 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 honey. Thank you. You're so welcome. And little Ben has been really quiet back tonight. So. <laughs> we heard her get excited with you a couple of times. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so used to to listen to because him him I mean, that's just, right him yeah yeah he it's just he and I and so every time I write something you know I'm sitting there I'm reading it out loud to him so he's like <laughs> whatever. But his vocabulary is amazing for a three-year-old. So. <laughs> oh, see? You know, it's really funny. I saw a video on YouTube one time of a little boy, a young boy, maybe four or five years old, that recited the entire poem litany. Um, and what was amazing about that is one of the comments on her video um, was, because in the background there was a mess on the table and there was, you know, some shoes on the floor and there was like a towel draped over a chair, that type of thing, you know. And, you know, somebody said, you know, instead of sitting around making videos of your kid, why don't you pick up your house? You know, and someone turned around and said, oh, fuck no. the house. You know, she's sitting there teaching this, this this child, this little four or five-year-old child can recite the poem Litany by Dave Collins. Right. I, don't, I don't know who that is, who wrote the writer is. Um, but, uh, you know, for for, it, it just, for someone it, to it teach me. a child that, that's incredible, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it amazes me how shallow people can be. You know, it's, it's our houses get messed up. We can clean them up. They're going to get messed back up. But our children are only small ones. You know, and, and it's it's up to us to to raise them to be proper adult. If we don't do it, then the world's going to do it. That's true. So it's just, it's bad. So, yeah, be proud of that vocabulary of his. And by the way, that was Billy Collins that wrote Litany, not not Dave Collins. Dave Collins was a DJ at Q98 in Cheyenne, Wyoming when I worked there. <laughs> don't know where I pulled that one oh. from. <laughs> Billy Collins wrote that. A little different. Okay, mm-hmm. well, and I'll get Eric and I to work on that on our homework assignment, rinse and repeat, and we will probably have that for you next week. Awesome. All right, sweetie, go ahead and tell everyone again how to find you. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube at Buffy's Words to Ponder. And that's Buffy with an I-E. Awesome. All right, Buffy, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, and uh, have fun with that homework, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you, and you have a great night. You too, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So I'm having some issues with the board right now. Um, I've got 407. I just... It, it's not loading for me correctly, so I've got a couple callers that I can see, and the rest of them are you are all just white lines. I can't see your numbers. And I don't know what's going to happen when I click on the thing. So I'm going to touch bases real quick. Um, customer support. 
I'm going to play an audio track for you real fast while I do that. And we spoke about this is uh, was a uh, off of a YouTube video that um, I got access to, and uh, it, this one this is a is a uh, this is a the piece Litany by Billy Collins that I spoke about a little bit earlier a few minutes ago. Uh, also, I'm going to play that for you so you can kind of get an idea of how impressive it would be for a little kid to read this and not only read this or recite this but recite it in a way that made you believe whether he did or not I don't know but made you believe he had a comprehension of the thought that he was saying instead of just you know teaching a monkey to dance you know we taught him the words but he he read them with the inflection that made you believe that he understood what he was saying and uh, just a fantastic job I wish I had uh, wish I had that uploaded Maybe I'll get that on here sometime, see if I can get permissions for that and play that for you because it's pretty, pretty cute. But, okay, so let me take care of this, make sure I can get, I can see 704-419, you're still on there, but you're not pressed one yet, at least I don't think you have. So anyway, this is Billy Collins, Litany, and I will be right back, you guys. For a TV, the world is thinking. Here's a poem that um, I like to read, which is kind of another, it just connects with that one because it's uh, also stealing something from another poet. And a lot of this stuff goes on rather covertly that I'm not going to tell you about, but some of it, there are are different kinds of uh, thefts, and some of them are daylight daylight, um, crimes, just knocking over a jewelry store at noon, but another stuff is like a second story, guys. But this is very open. I, I take the two lines, first two lines of someone else's poem and rewrite it for them, which is, uh, this is this is done out of courtesy uh, to, when you see a poem that doesn't seem to get, you know, that seems to fail, you can just rewrite it and and, and improve upon it that way. So, so this is, a, uh, I came across this love poem in a magazine and uh, it's a series of uh, comparisons in which uh, the poet um, relies on a very uh, ancient um, device in, in, in Western love poetry, uh, at least dating back to the Middle Ages, which is to compare the beloved to various things in the world, and therefore, by flattering her, so your eyes are like stars and whatnot, you, um, you make headway. And um, the... Um, so he, uh, his poem really is a wheel-spinning exercise in these kinds of comparisons, about 40 lines of just the same stuff. You're like, you know, this, you're this and that. So he begins by saying to the uh, beloved, um, he says, you are the bread and the knife, the crystal goblet and the wine. Litany. You are the bread and the knife, the crystal goblet and the wine. You are the dew on the morning grass and the burning wheel of the sun. You are the white apron of the baker and the marsh birds suddenly in flight. However, you are not the wind in the orchard, the plums on the counter, or the house of cards. And you are certainly not the pine-scented air. There is no way you are the pine-scented air. It is possible that you are the fish under the bridge, maybe even the pigeon on the general's head, 
but you are not even close to being the field of cornflowers at dusk. <laughs> and a quick look in the mirror will show that you are neither the boots in the corner nor the boat asleep in its boathouse. It might interest you to know, speaking of the plentiful imagery of the world, that I am the sound of rain on the roof. <laughs> I also happen to be the shooting star, the evening paper blowing down an alley, and the basket of chestnuts on the kitchen table. I am also the moon in the trees and the blind woman's teacup. But don't worry, I am not the bread and the knife. You are still the bread and the knife. You will always be the bread and the knife, not to mention the crystal goblet and somehow the wine. So that was Billy Collins' litany. Quiet. Quiet. I control the buttons. Stop, I say. That was Billy Collins' litany. Absolutely, probably um, one of my very, very top contemporary poets. My very, one in my top ten, actually probably in my top three favorite contemporary poets. Someone who really really inspires me in his writing. You know, he's got such that, that dry delivery, but he's flipping hysterical. His work is absolutely brilliant and genius and funny and simple. You know, he doesn't try to, you know, disguise it in, you know, esotericness. It's, it's very accessible poetry. I think that's a really great word for him. He's a very accessible poet um, if you don't know him, you can check him out all over Google. That's Billy Collins. Um, he's got some books that are just incredible. And, uh, yeah, really like him. But imagine a little kid, a little four or five-year-old, reciting that entire piece. It was so adorable. I've got to find the audio now. All right, I'm going to go ahead and try to unmute area code 407. And if we can't get 407, then I'm going to play a couple tracks here real quick. 407, are you with me? Yeah. 407, 407, 407, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. Hi, you. Hey there. How, How are, are you? you doing, sweetie? I'm wonderful. Okay, doing Getting well. Giving some feedback. Do you, have a, do you have a speaker on or am I on speakerphone? That's much better. That's that's better. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice show tonight. Billy Collins, huh? Yeah. Have you heard of him? Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, I like the piece he just did. It's just so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's another one he does called Lanyard. Uh-huh. Yeah. You guys Lanyard. go check him out. I mean, he's he's he's... I wish that I, I, I'm not that kind of writer. I don't write the type of poetry he writes. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very jealous of his writing. That's how much I appreciate his writing. You know, there's a lot of poets out there who I think they're absolutely incredible. And I'd give anything to be able to write like them, but I can't. But I love them. You know, and he, okay. he's definitely one of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great, okay. great poet to read. And you, oh, my yeah. dear, it is awesome to have you here tonight. 
Hey, it's nice to be here tonight. Uh, it's nice to be here tonight. I enjoyed uh, Tamiko as well. You know, uh, is she amazing? Here. Yeah, she's pretty good. I like it. I like it. She's actually still online, so she can hear you saying that. Oh, okay, okay. Well, tonight I'm going to do one. Mine is always kind of long, but this one is not too long. And um, I'm going to share this one with you. I have a couple if you have time, but if not, that's okay. okay. This one is called All Upon Me. Dialectic literary language of exposed prose is not always appreciable by even the best of us. Thus, personal expressions are for them of musical language, profound coherency, and alone for complexity made simple, even as it is all upon me. A literary enthusiast who's willing to embark upon the wind catching the tide and riding the wave through the paradise lost as to the cross of human conscience and never lose hope. Within the earthquake about to come, in the valley of quiet loud where literary corrals, carol, chaotic intrigue, where seclusion's inclusion thrust its slashing sword for normal, serious consideration upon his word and all upon me. And after its stay came the hurricane of prose arriving in this a total storm. It's kicking and scratching at the core of this great explosion. As calm as it may be, these idioms strikes flames of fire from its choppy sea. Conceivable by them, the most best of us. How else would a one reach this jewel? For in the eye lies the most complete, recognizable, unbeknownst one could ever understand. Again, rawer than unstrained, hard, heavy, silver-colored, radioactive, metallic, chemical elements. A uranium, ready even if to be revised, all upon me. But on the backside of the most massive tide live the lives of them waiting for something to believe in, courtesy of the prose, written profusely and by literary men, poets, that is. As a dead man in the night, Correlating histories that pass by time. No blind nominations, as in the American nation. Still the yet, nevertheless, dialectically tested language is expressed all upon me. That's my piece. And that's called All Upon Me. Uh, that was about, amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. I haven't read it in a while, but I like that one. I like that one a lot. So, if you got time for another, if you don't. Please, you know. yes. Yes. Okay. This one is called Her Blackness. <clears throat> Her Blackness. And ooh, she was black. And y'all know that. 
a sure shade darker than a natural African-American. Tyson Black, just a tad done under the color of Sister Martha. Karma overtones with bleeding blotches, lightly blending from the unprejudiced sun glare. She was black as just black, about as on purpose as her wrinkled fro. It huffed so lazily about her head, you know. Her lips puckered as smooth chocolate wood at the breath of a cool word from the mouth of an inquisitive prospect. Upon a constant smile, they'd say, Touche, it made wonder of her name. It made wonder of her name. Oh, she was black. Her thin and slender stature told me that. The emotions of purity and certain poise. Ooh, the poise of the hips of a slightly holding the piety of her glory. As the jester in a curious stare. It's simply flowing. Her even pearly white bite sometimes hid itself in the serious demeanor. Of course, just behind the teeth lay the perfect flavor of taste, even as the sprite of a mother's rose garden sprayed spontaneously a slit of splendor whenever visited. Her aura, for it lit her contents like the glow in the ray of love, as kind and as cool as the Carolina dawning of the day's break. Lord, she was black. Black with beady dark pupils that jetted from the way of contemplation. Her thoughts in the grace is walking in the midst of her own surety. Among the white that drifted about its stake, socketed it was at the golden time of day. Her eyes are shadowed at the lift of her face. Ooh, she was black, and I like her like that. Shining like a Somalian soot. Picassoed and charcoaled in the bronze of her skin, for she berifically blazed in the, for she berifically blazed by the intent of her sculpture, of a one I say, blessed by the image of the sun, African woman, most black African mother, ooh you Nubian lady, enthroned of sapphires and diamonds, you feminine fancy feline. Fragile for the purposes of virtue. Ooh, you feminine form of virtue. Vice to validify the female stay in heat. To state it specifically. Black to substantiate the whole human race. I got grace. Majestically magnificent and mildly encouraging. The black female lady, that's her name. Mother Earth, absent of shame. And what does she project? Even as her consciousness is the spoken word of muse all by itself, virtue, vitality, and substance, confidence, hope, focus, fertility, and beauty, over all and again, is this the epitome of her blackness, her essence, is it, her openness? It is, and because it is, we are all black. Feel it project. We are her sweetly dreams. Vision in the hoary dark light of longevity, the shines of her black personage as the pleasure of rhythm's motion in her own acoustical skin, her blackness, and y'all know that. That alone is due global respect just for being black 
for she was dark, tender, slender, and lovely. Shades, I say, similar to the Shulamite. She dramatized it in color in the jest of her essence and the spirit to be forever, my Negro sister. Amazing, ecstatically eccentric. Her emotions are yearning for something exceptional and inspiring, something strong and terrific. She was black, wonderful to imagine, and easy to fall in love with. Her integrity inspires me to be even black like me, even to be born black from the womb of a true-blooded African princess. In America, I suppose, at the south side of Chicago, multiplied in the dark fruit of life's necessity and lavished in the ray of her own glory whenever her presence finds itself to be. She is simply flowing. And as the song of Irie, so is the grace of Hansberry, that the Huron lives in me as to the lilies of the valley and the rose of Sharon, for I too am the offspring of the song of Solomon. That's my piece. Amazing. (laughs) Fantastic job on both of those, sweetheart. Great jobs, truly. Yes, I'm sorry it took so long, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's absolutely fine. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come over and show you some love. Okay. This is uh, Raymond Bentley. You can find me on Facebook, Uh, Raymond Bentley on Facebook. And I'm doing the uh, Bootleg Brewing Company on Wednesday uh, Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, in uh, Brandon, Florida, right outside of Tampa. So that's the way you can get in touch with me. And awesome. until next week. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nyla. You are welcome. And if you can get someone to uh, to hold your phone and video you performing, you should do that. It would be cool to see. Oh, okay. I'll see about doing that. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Thank you so much. It was great hearing from you tonight, honey. All right. Good night. Night, sweetheart. All right. I'm going to go ahead and try to get area code. I think it's 863. You've got like white warbly lines. Let's see if I can get the next one. I don't know if I... 863, are you there? Oh, um, hey, hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. I'm glad I was able to get you. I'm having some issues with the line tonight, so I can't okay. I can't see the whole board. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay. Um I um tonight I um I'm going to read um G- Gary's poem um called Imagine That Cat. Okay. Um a question. I asked the cat, "How fast can a spirit go?" Cat answered, "Human existence Exists and depends on the speed and the stress of the imagination. Thank you, Cat, for your insight to realize the answer I was interested in. The cat replied, I know, since there is no end to eternity, there is no finish line by which to measure the speed of the spirit or the timing of the imagination. The end. Oh, that was amazing. Yes, Thank you. Yes. You're very welcome. That was I, that I was absolutely, all, that was just fun, fun, fun. Yes, because I love all his poetry. We all do. 
Very much so, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I brought that one you told me you told me bring next time a poem for mm-hmm. lovers. This is the one that Gary and I wrote together. Okay. Okay. And um we both wrote this. Okay. Give me a gentle touch. It's called, wait, it's called a poem for lovers. Give me a gentle touch and I'll give you rhythm. You needed me. Give me music and I'll give you song and dance. You don't know me. Give me a tantalizing smile, and I'll give you a kiss of flame. And I'll be happy, and I won't take the blame. Give me your Cupid arrow, and I'll give you my heart of true love. Welcome to my world. Give me your sweet lips, and I'll give you a kiss of fire. You make me scared of life, but I'll take you for my wife. Give me an evening. And I'll give you a paradise of heaven that you won't forget. A promise of love should be one no one ever forgets. The end. Aw, that was incredible, Noreen. Okay, thank you. You're very, very welcome. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know how this started was, I um, I was asking Gary for some help. I was stuck because I got the first line. And then he should um, somehow. Then he said, he, then he and then end up him. We going back and forth with it. So that's how we got got it started. So it was just a impromptu spur of the moment collaboration. Yes. yes. And how that's awesome what, is that? Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I that that's one. That's one of my favorite ones that we did together. So, you tell me that you hear him talk to you. Yes. So, my homework for you, my darling, beautiful love, sometime between now and the first of the year, is I want you to write another collaboration with him. I want you to write down your line, and then I want you to listen for his voice in your head. Because you know what he would say next, and I want you to yes. write a collaboration with him. Okay. A new, a brand new one, brand new one to start your new year off with. That sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hear it. All right, sweetheart, tell mm-hmm. everyone how they can find you guys and what's going on and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, you can find um our three books are um on Amazon dot com. You can find um. Two Hearts in One, um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, and The Hour of Truth on Amazon.com. And you can find us on Facebook.com, and you can find us on um, um, our website on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder.wix.com, front slash poetry. And you can find um, Gary on, um, on Facebook.com. You can find him on Wikinut.com. You can find him on PoetryPoem.com. You can find him on ReverbNation.com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, ma'am, indeed he is. And for you? Yes, okay. okay. And you can find me on Facebook.com. And you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, and Wikinut.com. And I'm also Googleable and Googleable. 
Oh, and then you also <laughs> can find this on the the Poetry Club. I I got started. We 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 got started on Facebook. Anybody's welcome to join, and I do Facebook live every Saturday night at five o'clock Eastern time. And I do drawing once a month. The next drawing will be on the fourth of January. Very cool. Okay. All right, Noreen. Thank you so much, my sweetheart. And we will you talk to you next week. Yes. Oh, and I want to thank the um um the sponsors for sponsoring this the show for this um this year. And I want to um thank you, um Nyla and Michael Quigg and um Christopher Ryan for um ho- ho- for hosting this show for the whole year. And, and you being one of the sponsors. Thank yes. you, you and Gary both. We love you okay, guys. You, okay, and we love you all too. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. Okay. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Huh? Okay, Go talk ahead. to you in a little bit. Okay. Oh, and I want to thank you for joining the Portrait Club. It's an honor. Oh, it was my pleasure. It's an awesome place. Thank you, Noreen. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. We'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So I'm going to play an audio track real quick while I figure out what's going on with our lines here. This is Eddie Oliver with Beautiful Beginnings. It's my studio's version of Inagata de Vida. I hope you absolutely enjoy it. It's amazing. This guy is like, it's like warm bourbon. Yeah, here you go. Eddie Oliver, Beautiful Beginnings. written it, it be the first chapter, they call it life, beautiful as it is, and in the beginning never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop, just sipping, writing. To the naked eye, doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder, just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me, and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because because so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down, quiet without a hint of a sound. I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her 
Her eyes were so engaging uh, The ten second glance made my heart start racing As if I was high on drugs Straight free basis I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard to reach nations Made me wonder who was this lady That kept me sipping, gazing Driving me half crazy with anticipation Nervous I am She got me caught up in her aura like Like, like this <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping Coffee shop chilling <laughs> I'm yet to know her name But somehow I seem to be catching feelings I wonder Upon her Does she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking and hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. Beginning be the alpha, as it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting that you don't stand alone. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, are you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you, because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest. The way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. The thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's 
just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday. Daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end. It just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminded me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works, and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path, reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath, or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone, and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm going to be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just feeling just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. And we do this dance all over again. We're gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. <laughs> you see, it's beautiful in the beginning. 
the beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, ah, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile. Man, she, ah, uh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured when I... But I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, are <laughs> we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all, somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like... Like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people stranded at sea. You see, we, oh man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must, must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Because now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, Surely, surely, surely find a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending. Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
After they saw him approach a female, they nicknamed him Rusty. See, in high school, he was nothing more than a walking pinata. He would graduate with honors, but he never fought for his own honor. Some would blame it on the absence of his father. Others would say it was his mother's legs, because just like Rusty's mind, they were always open. You would think that someone like that would have no love left. There was no love felt just yet. But then the day came as if it was prophesied. I could have sworn that his eyes were a cigarette butt, the way that they lit up. Her real name was Fran, but he nicknamed her Fry, because just like the food, she was fast and he knew it wasn't good for him. But good old Rusty fell in love with Fry, but how could he stop the music while she's dancing with another guy? So they became just friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. His love for Fry ends. Friends. But if only he knew. That if only she knew. That for all those 365 day sessions of broken promises, he really loved her. Rusty spent years as a prisoner of half-painted walls. Writing poetry, hoping that it will guide him to that moment that he's been waiting for. But that moment... Turned into a day, turned into a year, turned into a lifetime. See, Rusty is now 70 years old. And as I'm sitting at this nursing home, I'm comparing my life to his. So I asked him, whatever happened to the woman that you loved? He just looked at me and said, drugs. Then he handed me a poem. A poem that was so deep that my eyes went into war, but my tears won. He said, tears. It's funny that the further they travel, the less that they become. See, she never knew that I loved her. But I knew that she loved me, and I asked him how. He said that that poem wasn't written by him. It was written by her. Handed to him at her funeral. Then he looked at me and said, So if you love someone, you tell them now. Because the end of your life can be now. So why are you still around? Go and change the world, because I never could. I just stood in front of the hourglass, watching the sand pour, covering my history, because I miss her so much. With a tear rolling down his eye, he said, just one touch. If only I had loved her, I could have saved her life. I could have saved her life. And then I grabbed his hand and he started trembling in fear, getting flashbacks of when he was my age and he had his whole life ahead of him. But what was ahead of him is now behind him. What he ran away from is now inside him. And together they're slowly dying. He said that his life was just a waste of life because he never saved a life. He wished he could have made it right. I told him what happened to her wasn't your fault. Being afraid is not a crime. And don't ever say you never saved a life because after today, you just saved mine. After that conversation, seven days passed, and then so did he, and they were back together at last. So now when I love, I love with no fear. Now when I cry, I enjoy every tear, because if you don't, then why are you even here? 
go and change the world because I never could. Go and change the world because I never could. Poetry with Rusty. Absolutely incredible piece. I'm going to go ahead and try to, I've been fighting with the lines and getting my studio to load correctly. Um, I've got area code 419. I'm going to unmute in a moment. But I, I think it's also 585. I can only see part of your number. So 585, you're not in the lineup. If you want to press, I think it's 585 or 53. 585, I think. Uh, if you want to come on, press 1. That will put you in the lineup. If you're just here listening, hanging out, appreciate it. If you change your mind at any time, go ahead and press 1. I'm going to see if I can get 419 on. 419, are you with me? Uh, hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm absolutely wonderful. What's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging out with you. <laughs> That's what we like best. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. So what's um, hap- what's happened this week? What's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm just I just I'm just chilling. Nothing uh, really. You better inter- better introduce yourself to everyone first before we get carried away. Okay. My name is Melvin. Um, I, I've got um two really short poems that I, I'm working on on a new book of love poems entitled Silent, Silent Whispers. Um, and I have sent you one of the poems I'm going to put in there. Um, so I got two really short poems that are going to also be in that book, um, if I can do those. Please. The first one is entitled Silence, and the second one is entitled The Love Song. So I'll just go ahead and do them. Okay, Silence. 
I've sat there in silence at the edge of the horizon, cloaked in the elements of you, listening to what I could not hear, watching the sitting sun bringing in a new day, somewhere between forever and infinity, beyond my imagination. I sit there in silence, feeling the warmth of your touch flowing through me, taking me to another dimension, like an extension of my soul, somewhere between love and you. And home. That is beautiful. I'm excited for and your new book. Next, thank you. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you what Go I ahead. have to tell you when you're done. No, I'll wait. Okay. Okay, the second one is, is entitled A Love Song. If I could write music, I would turn this poem into a love song. And the melody, it would belong to you. You would hear it in the whisper of the wind blowing gently through the trees. It would ride the tide of the seven seas and an echo from the highest mountain. In each fountain, there would be a wish to have you near. You would hear it in the blossom of each rosebud opening up to sweeten the early morning dew. And the songbirds, the songbirds all envy the love notes of the melody that was yours. If I could write music, I would turn this poem into a love song. For the sun would rise each morning to capture warmth and brighten the world. The stars, the stars would be the keyboard that the moon played it on. And the universe, the entire universe would listen in awe to words of love that have never been spoken before. I adore you. And if I could write music, this poem, it would be a love song. And poem. This would be, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful, Melvin. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I am, I'm excited. I'm going to have to get a copy of this one. I've been reading your, the one that you sent me, Tears from the Hood. Uh-huh. This is Melvin Douglas Johnson, you guys, for those of you that don't know. And he sent me his amazing book, and I've been reading it. And I as I have to tell you that some night I hope that you will read. Um, there's one called The Dream in there that I absolutely love. And what was the other one? Not Letter to My, Letter to my Son I Love. It was it was um, tear, the, the title poem, Tears from the Hood. And I know okay. you've read that one on here before, right? I think I did once. It's been a while. Yeah. I I absolutely love that one. I'd love to hear you read that again some night too. Um it's just it's okay. a fantastic book. And I haven't listened to your CD yet. I was going to email you and, and just in case you're going to ask me tonight so you would know. So, I think I have the only computer in the entire universe that does not have a CD reader uh-huh. in it. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'll just go through it with my CD player and I looked around at Alexa, and I looked around at Echo. Uh-huh. It's like I don't even own a CD player. So I ordered one off of Amazon <laughs> so oh, I can wow. play this CD and listen to it. So that's why I've not listened to it yet. Just I just wanted you to be aware. <laughs> it's like, I okay. cannot believe, how did this happen? I don't have a CD player? Come on, I'm an 80s girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How can that be? Yeah. The, uh, the one poem um, uh, that, you, that you really like, um, um, one uh, about the, the plantation uh, uh, that's on there, and a lot of them have mu- most of them have music to them. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll see. Now I'm going to be yeah. like chasing yeah, the mailman down. That box has had a wing. Very cool. Yep, I found it. Page 108. Oh, yep. uh, the dreams. The wings. Is it, did you say dreams or wings? Oh, wings. Yeah. I said wings. Yeah. I got it. All right, my sweetheart, please do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can come find you, how they can show you love, how they can buy your book, the all of them, NCD. Uh, okay, my name, my name is uh, Melvin D. Johnson. Uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on uh, YouTube, and actually the book can be ordered um, on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And um, I actually have, if you want an autograph copy, I actually have, have copies, you know, um, that um, um, you can message me on Facebook. And um, if you would like to have a copy, you can message me on, message me on Facebook and I have uh, PayPal. Uh, so I uh, I just want to throw out up. there that that I have one of the exclusive autographed versions, hand dedicated and signed on the inside. All the cool kids have the autographed ones, so uh, yeah. yeah. Be cool like me and get right. Tears in the Hood by Melvin D. <laughs> Johnson. Tears from the Hood, Melvin yeah. D. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like autobiography in poetry, you know. I should like I should like do a uh, uh, audio commercial for you, so you can take an audio clip and, hi, this is Nyla from the Speakeasy Cafe <laughs> saying, if you don't have this book by Melvin Douglas Johnson, Tears from the Hood, <laughs> you are totally a loser, because all the cool kids <laughs> have this book. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't word it like that. I would be. I would be more creative. But you know that that was that wasn't bad for free verse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and the next, I'll, I'll read the dream the next time I come up. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. If you get a chance, throw the link uh, for your book again on my page. Do that whenever you think about it, because it is the season, you know. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. okay. Right. Bye-bye, Bye. honey. All right. You know what happiness is, you guys? Listen to this. Can you hear that? I can't see you shaking your head. Shake them louder, please. So happiness is getting in your desk drawer and finding you have one Werther's original left. And wondering how in the world, because it's just screaming my name, wondering how in the world I'm going to eat this while I'm talking on the radio to you guys. And so we're going to find that out. I thought, I can't do that. And I thought, well, you know, let's live dangerously. Let's just do this and see how it works. <laughs> oh, so that was me opening the package. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Five eight five, are you with me? Yes, hello. Hi, I'm so sorry. Oh, yes, we got you. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I could be here. 
I'm glad too. I had to come over and and uh, write sweet nothings on your page to remind you that I existed and that I missed you and and we wanted to hear from you and. Stop! It's not ever that you're not thought about. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been I've been a little bit busy. But that's, that's okay. You're allowed. I just wanted you to know that when you're well, not here, we miss you. Well, I do appreciate it because guess what? With that encouragement, here I am. So I guess I wasn't as busy as I thought, right? <laughs> it's just like Come on, dude. <laughs> it's, it's 15 minutes out of the week. You can give me 15 minutes out of the week. Just saying. You know what? Okay, go when ahead. You put it like that. I'm, you shame me right into it when you put it that way. <laughs> I Come been on, you know I love you at least fifteen <laughs> minutes worth, right? I'll be there for fifteen well, minutes, Nyla. <laughs> I think I can work that out. I can, I can be like most dates I've ever had in my life. I said, come on, it only takes 15 minutes. And I said, that's like most dates I've had in my life. I didn't say that in my out loud voice, did I? My goodness. I don't know about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But the question is, did they so, run or did I? That's that's the mystery here, folks. Absolutely. Well, what I've been doing, uh, I haven't been, been fighting a whole lot lately. And I've got some stuff to revisit. I guess you're doing are you doing one poem or two poems tonight? You can two, do do two, baby. Okay. Then I can so, then I can eat my Werther's original candy. Okay. A mouthful of sweetness. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an earful too. So, so here we have uh a, a reflection on what was called those I days. I grew up in the sixties, seventies, and that was those good getting high days. And uh, so here we go. It's not that I suffered any special malaise back in what I called those good getting high days. So things were fine with no special language. I just like to get high. Sit back, language. I like to forget the cares of the day. Don't bogart that joy. Pass it this way. We dig purple haze for a love supreme. Take a whiff for a sniff. Good for a pipe dream. See, the movement was dead and had left a bad taste with those whose commitment had gone to waste. Who thought black was beautiful that we'd overcome. We awoke from this dream and got high. Enough. Like a jealous cuckold who hates what he finds, too smart for our own good, we've blown our own mind. We turned on and tuned out and thought that was fine. Now we didn't care if a six became nine. And all King's Laws marches and Ho Chi Minh's men couldn't bring our focus upon them again. We started out share, and then Superfly had led. To where he had left Shep, where he left Freddie, and we all know he's dead. On came the 70s in a big cloud of smoke. We had Chiba, gold, red, and some Nam we toke. Speed, orange sunshine, and the scally for fine. White girl and brown horse, living and dying. That's how it was when I came of age. 
better than sex, a high sensual rampage. We snorted and smoked and slowly submitted to an age of nonchalance to being uncommitted. If you weren't there, you won't realize we were caught up in changes, never-ending surprise. Watergate, Kent State, all the lies blowing by. We got hit said, know what? I'm just going to get high. The permissive age we ushered in let the bottom fall out to our latest chagrin. We had pulled back the covers and revealed the hate, but then let go the reins of our nation's fate. We had new ways to live and more ways to die, and we had turned to me in the blink of an eye. Man, it made some of us just want to get high. I mean, some of us, yeah. We stayed high and palm. I absolutely love that. You know, it, it seems like it's uh, – now tell me, because I don't know if it's legal, if, pot, if marijuana is legal, pot's legal, where you are from, but it is where I am. And I'll never t- I, I, you will never believe the feeling of driving down the interstate and looking up and seeing a giant pot leaf saying, get it at the next oh. exit. I mean, I, I'm really yeah. glad that I lived lived long enough to be able to see that. You know, to, to see yeah. this giant billboard buy pot at the next exit, folks. <laughs> it was so of, funny. It was really kind of more than ridiculous that people were actually getting arrested and serving jail sentences. Uh, and it was totally capricious. I mean, it was the kind of thing that they looked the other way on when they wanted to. And when they wanted a reason to knock you down, to, to take you in, yeah. it was good yeah. enough book. Which means, <laughs> ultimately, that some people got the worst treatment all the time, and some people never did. See, I, would, I came out of the Bronx where you rolled a little skinny, skinny joint and slipped it up in your sleeve when the police rolled by. And then I went to an expensive, mostly white school where you walk through the hallways and the dormitory doors were open and guys were sitting around in plain view, four or five guys smoking off of a hookah pipe. And this was, you know, in the same month, same age people, but they were just people. So there was certainly gallery certain legality to it all the time just not for everybody mm-hmm. you know it's funny is when when I was in high school I got high when I was in high school for about a year and uh-huh. I learned real young that I should not smoke pot because it may it, a lot of it affects people differently you know some people get mellow yeah. some people get giggly some people get paranoid I get frisky I mean, and I don't care, animal, mineral, or vegetable. I get high. Something's going to have a good time, right? (laughs) So I didn't do that anymore. It's like, okay, this probably isn't a good idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> I probably should not do this. Well, let's, um, let and then, finish, I like that <laughs> Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's more. This is horrible. It's horrible. So I had surgery done three years ago. I had some surgery about two and a half years ago. And my girlfriend works in a distillery because medical marijuana, well, recreational marijuana is legal here in Oregon now. And so she got, you know, I'm, I'm in horrible pain because I'm allergic to pain pills. And the only thing that I can take is tramadol. That's the strongest thing I can take. So I just had like major surgery and I'm hurting so bad. And she comes over and she says, I brought you this something, something, something with this very scientific name, number 32-7. And it's, it's very good for pain. And she goes, I'm going to leave it. And I want you to just try it right before you go to bed, right? And, and, and it'll really help you sleep good tonight and you won't be in pain. And so I'm thinking, okay, all right, well, it's been a while, but I can do this, right? It's, it's, I'm a big girl. It's legal. So I'm standing out of my patio and I take a hit off this pot that she brought me to help my pain. And I don't know what in the heck it was, buddy. I immediately projectile vomited across my yard. And then my feet melted, melted into the pavement. And I just turned to this puddle. And I looked at this rock beside me and I'm going, how are you doing? (laughs) I was like, no more. Never again. <laughs> How you doing, Pebbles? <laughs> oh, it was horrible. That's that's my pot story. <laughs> I know. Oh. Different from how you used to be, but just wasn't remarkable back then. It was, yeah, that's it's, it's different. Pot's just—it's not like it was when we were in high school. It's different. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. I'll be in pain. I don't care. It's like never but again. I, I'll tell you uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good that this is not criminal, but the truth is that pot is a gateway drug. It is. It really is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from New York where, you know, we got this great opioid crisis, which is bullshit. We had no opioid crisis in the 1960s, okay? It was heroin in black neighborhoods. But so I bring that up to say this. I can't think of anybody I ever knew who started snorting heroin or shooting up heroin who hadn't ever smoked a joint first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the statistics are that less than 20% of po- or less than 20% of people who I need a better need a better way to say that a little or 80% of the people who smoke pot that is their only drug of choice they don't drink yeah and they don't do other yeah. drugs yeah it's, it's a matter so of you know i i think that, that it is a gateway no, thing I, I, and they'll try I'll, something I'll, but i'll right reject that it's a matter of who they thought was important enough to ask it and when. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. That's true. That's true. Drug of choice. You got high off everything that was fucking walking around. What are you talking? Drug <laughs> of choice. That's, that's I'm talking about thing. older that's smokers. I'm talking about adult smokers. smokers. Like in the twenties doesn't count, but they're talking about you know older smokers, people who's the older crowd, the oh, the yeah. you know thirty, well, those, well, you know people who. So. Now that people can admit that they do, you know, the 50-year-old doctors that can admit they do, you know, out of all the people they're talking to, thus they, you know, they may have tried something when they were younger, but they don't still do it. So, guess what? They may be lying because that might, you know, right now there's an aura of yeah, there's an aura of acceptability about 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 pot now. You know, yeah, I said I do and I don't, so I just wanted to be cool. (laughs) 
but I mean, you know, you can say, you know, you can say, yeah, you know, I smoke, you know, weed or whatever they want to call it now. Mm-hmm. You can say that and nobody looks at you funny, but you still can't go around saying, well, yeah, I take two and alls and I take the, you know, about, <laughs> you know, you can't. So, mm-hmm. no, I, 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 I always reject that. Yeah. It, you know, statistics is a matter of who asked and who did they think was important enough to ask. And who the answers they. benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Like I say, it's a real simple idea. I never met anybody who did who was a heroin addict who didn't smoke it, who never smoked the joint, but went straight from not even shooting heroin in his arm. Bullshit. Mhm. Oh, those people who shoot heroin in their arm, they don't matter. Or those that did it in the sixties, which were all black, because they made it so easily available, they don't matter. There was a big conspiracy around that, about how accessible drugs were. Yeah, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. You know. (laughs) You know, how do you you keep people subservient? You control them. That's why they invented government cheese. You know that, right? That was a mask. Yeah, because there's nothing in the world that makes better. My sister and I used to get that back, God, years ago. Back in the 90s, I think, she used to get like this government cheese stuff. Oh my God, it was it was it was cheese heroin. But you have to understand, cheese is the only reason I had I need to have to know that there's a higher being. You know, it's the fact that cheese exists. So yeah, I, I. But yeah, there was a big conspiracy around that about how easily things were accessible to certain. I mean. Yeah. I- the, the people who think that stuff doesn't happen is nuts. Look at the people were getting the cheese, the government cheese, and they were selling it to the grocery store. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd kidding. have bought it. I'm, no, they were they were getting the government cheese. They were selling it to the grocery store. The grocery store was selling it by the quarter pound to people that didn't get it. <laughs> I'll tell you I what, mean, Donna would Donna would ask me, "Hey, can you give me a ride over?" I'll do it for a box of government cheese, Donna. <laughs> Give me my cheese. <laughs> and and it's funny. It's it's funny to talk about that, but the subject itself isn't funny at all. The way that people are controlled so easily and they don't even know it's happening. And, and the ones that do it, do it so blatantly like, you know, I don't know. It's just really crazy to me. It's always one part of it. You know, I'm... I'm not like overly suspicious about that, but what what's really plainly true about it, it was a not a benign but a malignant neglect. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was a whole corruption and a whole lot of I'll let you make it. if I get mine. Where's it going? It's going there. Well, that's good because you know they, there's nobody down there going to fight about it. And yeah, I, I I think that you know between the government and organized organized crimes, who could never have gotten as big as they were without being in bed with the government, you know, there was agreement as to where they could do what. And the reason behind it was the money. A lot of, you know, a lot of people are paranoid about the control, but I think it was the money. Of course it was. You know, yeah. and you if you control the people, you control the flow of money. If you control the people, you control the flow of power. So... All right, my darling. I am so glad you called in tonight. Absolute, absolute pleasure. 
So, yeah, so I could get these different sides of Nyla. This is all good. <laughs> <laughs> now you're all going to picture me looking, how you doing, Rock? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, look, an agate. <laughs> well, maybe we're going to be sitting around like a bunch of railbirds waiting to take your next set off a joint. Yeah, if I start getting a bunch of brownies in the mail for Christmas, you guys, I'm on to you. <laughs> Go get Nyla, Nyla hi. Hey, Nyla, I'm coming to your town. By the way, here's a box of brownies, you know. <laughs> yeah. Could you eat these 20 minutes before I get there? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you so much, son. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Hey, did you tell everyone how to find you? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I will. I'm Doug Curry on uh, Facebook as Doug Curry. Also on Facebook under the name of my program, Black and Blue. Black and Blue airs on uh, the radio in Rochester, New York on Friday night. It can be found on the web at org at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. On Saturday night in Chicago, 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And, uh, oh, they've now started to uh, archive the shows in Chicago. So if you enjoy the show, it's WDCB.org slash archives. And you can hear any show for two more weeks after it airs. So if the 10 10 o'clock Saturday night time is not good for you, you got other opportunities to hear the show if you feel like you want to. So that's a good thing. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. I'll be back. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. It's been a fantastic evening. If you did not get a chance to hear the writing assignments and prompts, we gave out the beginning of the show. Make sure you come back and listen to the archives. You'll catch those at the, the very beginning. You can jot them down and get them written down. If you ever get stuck, just open up any of our archived episodes and grab yourself a prompt and off and running you'll be. If you uh, have an audio track you'd like to send in to us, you can send that to me at the speakeasy cafe, the, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. If you want to do a workshop, shoot me a message over on Facebook. You can find me under Nyla. N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And you can uh, let me know what you want to put together. And I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Again, it just was a fantastic, fun, fun evening. Appreciate you all. I'm going to close the show with an audio track by Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. I've got three of them pulled up. Uh, I always have some extras pulled up just in case there's any line issues. So let's do let's do this one by dun, dun, dun. let's do this one by Cassandra Tribe. It's called Executioner's Song. And I really like this one because it really shows she had a lot of fun. She she did this on her home computer. She recorded this with a headset and a mic and a uh, uh audio program on her home computer and it's just a phenomenal job producing her piece. She's a fantastic writer. She's done workshops with us. If you have not caught them, maybe we'll get one uh, 
and we'll do a replay on it right after the first year because we've got a bunch of those ready to go. Um, but this is Cassandra Ty with Executioner's Song. Good night, everybody, and we will see you next week. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon bright off your flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Cross, blankets, body plot. Sometimes it cushions with deed. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by one. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden. Blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefields, there is no faith. Even in war, Rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, on chance revealed forsaken in solemn place the body strapped down and blinded still communicates press wafer provides the food food to assuage the weak leaving the body hungry crying one last each bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again flashes of effort misplaced spun chance revealed forsaken I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, wanting them to serve solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur. The wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. 
Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand. Following words inspired, but written by human hand. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men. Each of them sacrifice food to man's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned. But I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day the world will go blind. And in blindness finally see. The flame on my altar will fade and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now and man. My hour will go to this midnight, the moon where I call to claim. I am the hope of the battle men, walking the moon without blame.